0: Let's begin. Hello and welcome to the Relatable Voices podcast. Today we are heading to Michigan to chat with Duke Lott. Duke is a former collegiate tennis player, speaker, diversity lifestyle coach, author, and the host of Duke Lott show. His book, 100 Lessons for a Successful Interracial Relationship is out now. So my dear Duke, welcome to the RV. Thank
1: you, Thank you for having me and uh, I'm, I'm here to go for the, for the ride. I, I love the RV and it uh, smells really good and I, I like being here.
0: I'm very, very happy to have you here today. So Duke, I see mm-hmm. that you are a very positive and motivated person.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. I stay motivated and I believe in uh, if you can get up, you can stand up and you can look up into the sky and you can be all you can be every single day. I work really hard and I'm glad to motivate and tell people how they can get from one place to another to motivate themselves.
0: Sounds great, but I have a difficult question for you now. Okay. Do you feel motivated on a Monday morning?
1: I do I, I actually I love Mondays I love Mondays because, for me, um, Mondays is the start of the work week and I, I like to get to work and. Um, you know, of course, some Mondays are better than others, but I don't like to be like Garfield and hate Mondays I like to. I like to embrace the Monday and the week coming forward uh, the work week, so the weekend is kind of my time to, to decompress and take a little break. Um, But I still do some work on the weekend, but I I absolutely love Mondays. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm surprised.
0: I'm a bit like Garfield. (laughs) Woke up early on Mondays is a struggle. Even if I hit the hay early, it's like my brain has a Monday radar.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know. I I know how that is.
0: Yeah, I managed to drag myself to the gym and only fully wake up during spinning class.
1: Yeah, and hey, that's a good way to start, you know, yes. after you get in your morning meditation, get a little exercise and some stretching, it's a good way to start.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, that's why I go to the gym on Mondays. Yes. And Doug, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your childhood in Michigan?
1: Yes, well, um, my childhood was very uh, difficult at times. Um, I grew up. I'm, I'm a product of a single mom. Um, she had me when she was 18 years old. Um, my mother had all the full ride scholarships to college that you could ever have, and uh, when she got pregnant with me, um, that kind of you know changed her life. So I grew up with a lot of female influence. Um, I have a lot of aint who I were able to who I was able to see over Thanksgiving, which was a very blessing because I haven't seen them in so long. Um, so I grew up with a uh, knowing what it feels like to have feelings and not have to always feel like you have to be masculine. Um, I know how to embrace my feelings, my emotions. Um, my, but my childhood was difficult. Um, I've been through some some sexual abuse. I've been through uh, that kind of trauma. And I was able to come out on the other side through uh, therapy and counseling, and and that's why I stay so positive is because I've been through so much. I know what it feels like to to go through something, um, so I try to keep my attitude very well at all times.
0: And it's a very beautiful attitude. And how has it overcoming these challenges influenced your approach to life and work?
1: Well. Um, My approach, it it, has influenced my my approach because I want to not dwell in the past. So I'm a very forward-going person. Um, It has made me a better father because I know what it's like to not have that father figure protecting you. So I'm very protective of my children. I'm not really, I'm a disciplinarian, but I'm not a hard disciplinarian because I went through the disciplinary, I grew up in church. And uh, so it was very structured, very disciplined. Uh, we didn't get to watch much TV or whatnot. But it has influenced my life to be the best parent that I can be. Um, and I have struggles too. everyone has struggles in parenting parenting is the hardest job ever. Uh, so it is a, a thing to to relish when you realize those mistakes that you made so that with the next child, or um, even if you go through the same thing, so that you can be better.
0: Mm -hmm. Did playing tennis play a role in shaping this narrative?
1: Oh, yeah. I -hmm. mean, I worked really hard at tennis. Um, So when I was young, we didn't have a lot of money to pay for everything. So I had to be self-taught a a lot of times. I did get to take some lessons and travel some, and I played some top tennis, Um, but it gave me that inspiration of what it's like to work hard, what it's like to put in hours after hours after hours. Tennis is a game to where it's an individual sport, so it's you versus you really but it's against the other person, but really when it comes down to it, when you get good at it, it's you versus you and how you're gonna, it's a mental game. Um, So it made me mentally tough. It made me, and plus, you know, being African American and playing a predominantly white sport, it made me mentally tough to where I had to deal with things that were kind of outside the box. So it made me a little bit more mentally tough than I expected very quickly. And I, I love tennis. I still play to this day. I'm still good. Um, but I've had double hip surgery and that's a byproduct of the tennis is um and it's also in my genes too, but um I've had double total hip replacement and uh it gave me my life back. So uh tennis took a toll on my body. I played so much that um, you know, just pounding the pavement and just working really hard. Um The one thing I can say is when I had surgery, my surgeon said that he that I was the youngest person he ever had ever uh, did that surgery to. So um, I'm blessed. Um, But I learned so much from playing tennis and I made so many wonderful friends. I've traveled all over the world. I learned different languages, you know, so it's 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 been great.
0: I played tennis for many years, but not professionally. I, I can tell you that it helps a lot mentally. And how old were you when you had hip replacement?
1: Um, I was in my thirties. I was in my thirties. Yeah, I was a young guy, and uh, my my surgeon uh, had a great surgeon. Um, but how it happened is, uh, I ended. I was just in so much pain all the time, and. I went and got x-rays and the x-rays didn't really show me much. So um, I went to the doctor and I had a full body MRI and my surgeon was like, man, you got 3% cartilage in this hip and you have zero in this one. Um, so he was like, we got to do something immediately. What I did was I had two uh, big surgeries within six months apart. That's the earliest that you can have the surgery. Um, so I did it six months apart. But in that time, it was it was a very difficult time because I tried to keep on with my life, keep doing things, and you know when you get accustomed to playing sports and running and moving around, um, when your mobility is taken away from you, it really takes a toll on you. So I tried to mask the, the the pain with with pain medication, and that didn't work. And you end up taking more than you should, and it's just not a good thing. So i learned a lot from going through that you know it was, it was it was the blessing of my life it gave me my life back
0: uh-huh. it's a process it's not that you have a surgery and in one month you are back no. doing everything that you were doing yeah.
1: so sh- shout out to dupay synthetics they are the the company they're owned by johnson and johnson but that's the product and um i i love those guys they 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 do such wonderful work and since i had my surgery i've noticed that there's you know been an upgrade in the technology and it's it's a lot easier on your body and and just the physical therapy isn't that long so um there's been a lot of progress made in that area
0: Wonderful. Thank you. I'm giving them a shout out too. And uh, Duke, I saw that your first book is entitled 101 Steps to a Successful Interracial Relationship. So what inspired you to write this book?
1: So there is 101 lessons inside the book. If you get the book, it says 100 on the cover, but there's a hidden lesson in there at the end. Um, So it is 101. But what inspired me was, um, I just had relationships where some of them uh, were good and some were bad. And um, when I finally got married, I was married for 13 years and 14 years. And uh, it, over the course of those years, I wrote down little notes. And even before this, I had already started writing what works and what doesn't work. How do you please your partner? How do you make them feel special? So I'm, over 27 years, I wrote down so many little notes, little notes, little notes. And um, what inspired it was I needed to birth the to get to my next projects. So. Um, I it, it was just something that was a project that I had worked on, worked on, and I was like, man, I got to do this before I can do anything else. So that's what inspired it. And, you know, what took it to the next level was going through that divorce. It was, it was very painful. And, um, you know, of course, no one ever wants to get divorced, but uh, we're still friends to this day. And um, there's no animosity and things happen for a reason, you know, and it just didn't work out. But in the, in the book, the lessons are geared for you to skip around and to just go through the pages and one day pick one thing, another day pick another thing. And then you can revisit them as you go. Um, but in the book, it doesn't have to be read from step 1 to step 100. You can skip to step 30. You can skip to step 24, which is uh, love is patient. Um, so there's there's so many nuggets in the book to where, if you're going through something in your relationship, what I wanted to do was give a person the opportunity to say, okay, I can pick this out, and this is what I'll do today to make my partner feel special.
0: Yeah, I was checking your book online, and I noticed that it's it's a it's like a guide for relationships that extends beyond the realm of interracial connections. Is that correct, what I understand. Oh,
1: yeah. Yes, when you open the book, the first thing I wanted to uh, get across to the reader is that this is a, a self-help guide for a practical self-help guide for all relationships. Now, I had to put the interracial um, in the in, in the title because in my life I've had more um interracial relationships than just uh say black on black relationships or african-american to african-american relationships so i needed to be as an author i wanted to be true to my journey so that's why i put the interracial in it i had to do it i had to keep it and some people you know that that might turn them off right away but at the same time if you open the book and you get it you'll realize that it, it extends way beyond Uh, interracial relationships
0: and without spoilers could you share a few lessons please share I know it's 101 maybe you can give us one
1: (laughs) well I just gave you one Uh, I think it was lesson 24 and it has to deal with being patient with your partner and just uh understanding that um when you're on a love journey it's going to be times where it's going to be good it's going to be bad. But if you truly love that person, you will be patient with them, and you will take the time to actually learn about them. Now, in an interracial relationship, what's important is that you learn about each other's culture. Um, and say, if it was a Latino or a Spanish uh, and African American, it's key for us to be able to connect on a level where we learn about each other and about our histories um, where we come from and what we eat you know what we what we do in our free time so there's many so many nuggets that um, will help you develop what it's like to be patient with your partner because if you don't be patient with your partner then uh, the relationship won't last so it's a very it's a very key thing to Uh, understand that love is patient love is kind and and love is not temperamental and angry it is a journey of being patient and wanting to please your partner
0: I I understood everything your book is not only for interracial relationships it's for anyone
1: yeah and I wrote it for I wrote it for everyone and I wanted to just make sure that um relationships are the most important thing on the planet besides children and it's it's key and not just you know relationship between a love partner to have good interracial relationships with a co-worker or interpersonal relationships with 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 your job it's very important because um, diversity and equality and inclu- inclusion is is very important in the workplace, and it's also key in, in love relationships too. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.
0: Just a, a curiosity did, did you ever experience the, any form of racism from society because you were married with a yeah. uh, white woman, for example? Yes.
1: Yes. I mean, so many times. But you have to be able to look forward past that. Um, sometimes people are going to be mean sometimes people are going to be nice and not everyone is going to agree with your relationship and that's one of the key moments in the beginning of the book is making sure that you understand people are not going to accept your relationship all the time and you have to be able to deal with that roll with the punches and just keep on moving because if you don't you'll be you'll be hurt and it won't last so Um, I've experienced so much. I mean, you get the looks and you get the uh, how did you how do you fit here? Or sometimes I go to places where, you know, I'm the only African-American and there's predominantly white and, you know, some people ask and, you know, how do do you have enough money or whatever to be here? You know, I just take it in stride, you know, because if you don't take it in in stride, you'll be angry. So you have to love people in general. So you 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 will experience that. And I'm sure you've experienced it. Even in a, a same culture relationship, you're gonna experience any kind of or subtle kinds of racism or subtle things, but you just have to look beyond it because you know we all wanna be good people, and you just have to just say to yourself, I'm not gonna let someone make me upset today. Yeah. I'm gonna be happy. <laughs>
0: Exactly, and I see racism as, an, as nothing but ignorance. Duke, yes. we are all different, and that's the beauty of human beings.
1: Yeah, well, and that's the beauty of life. And um, you know where we're at right now. We can have improvements, that's for sure. Um, but we've came a long way. The country, the world, has came a long way, and even in Michigan, you can see that. Um, on this ride, you see people of different faiths, different beliefs, and uh, different races mixing in a lot more and you know it's 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 a journey, and you know, hopefully we'll get there. But from what I see from knowing history and reading history, we have came a long way, but we have so much further to go.
0: And how many kids do you have?
1: I have three huh? i have I have three biologically and I have one that's mine. And um, so I have four children. Yes.
0: Oh, what a blessing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I have four children. So the, the, the one I'm speaking of, she is a, a all white child and uh, she's my daughter. She has my last name. I'm on the birth certificate. Um, That's part of my journey and I'm dad and I love her so much. She is my bright and she's my bright star and she has changed my life so much. She has taught me so much just by being the child that she is. Um, she's accepted me. And we're at that point where, you know, she's learning about a lot of different things. She's a smart child. And so I have four children, uh, three biologically, but um, uh, they're all special and they're all mine. So yes.
0: Beautiful. And the- what measures do you take to ensure your children have positive role models and a strong sense of identity
1: well they see dad working hard they see me they see what i do and uh they they're starting to ask questions about you know uh when i'm gone and what am i doing and Why is that on TV? And why are you on here? And, you know, they asked me about the book and, you know, and and it's cool because um, there's been moments um, when I'm out with my family and someone has noticed me and when that happens, it's kind of like the people that are around you, they're like kind of in awe because they don't think people notice. And so when someone notices you, it's kind of like, oh, that is doing something. He is doing something. People know who he is, you know. So it's uh, it it's, it has happened a few times. So I try to be a po- a positive role model. But um, on my journey, I'm blessed to have uh, girls. So, I I make sure that my girls know that being a a strong woman is is a great thing. And I make sure that they know who other strong ladies are and that it's okay to look up to uh, strong ladies. And they have lots of, lots of woman role models that they look up to. And uh, they're starting to, you know, recognize, um, you know, how it is to be strong and it's okay to cry and, um, so they they, they they have a lot of positive role models in their lives, grandma, mom, know. you know, so um, they have a lot of female influence around them. And I make sure that they know that um, it's, you know, you can do anything that a man can do no matter what. So they, they know where I'm coming from on that angle. Yes, yeah,
0: and a lot of things. And Duke, what advice would you give to other couples who are considering or navigating in an interracial marriage?
1: Yeah, uh, one of the key things is that you try before you buy. You know, you, you 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 date you date for a while before you jump into marriage and and do the things that are. Um, important to the universe as far as uh, honoring vows and and being um, a good partner, you you have to go through it a little bit to understand before you jump into it. Because when you jump into it, you're in. And um, sometimes it's just not going to work out. But if you try the waters first, it can make you know that you're strong enough to be able to deal with it when the bad times come. And when the good times come, you can be ready to embrace them. Um, but there's gonna be some 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 trying moments that are gonna try you and you have to be ready for it. And that's why I, I say, um, I advise people to try before you buy, just be that person that wants to learn about the other person in their culture and see if it's for you. And if it's not for you, that's okay too. But just give us some time before you jump into marriage and and serious, serious life moves
0: yeah it's a big huge commitment
1: yes yeah yeah and that's why i say you got to you got to be able to know what you're doing first and and that's advice for every relationship but i think it's very key in in an interracial relationship because um sometimes those interracial relationships are a little tougher to deal with in life um than you know same culture relationships
0: it's now Duke, let's talk about more exciting things. You expressed a desire to have your talk show on a major television network. Please don't forget me, okay? <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I will I I, I I'll always remember the people that helped me along the way, that's for sure. But yeah, that's my that's one of my goals and um I wanna have my own talk show. I'm good at relating to uh different kinds of people and I'm good at uh, making my guests feel comfortable and I'm good at bringing out in them the best that they have within themselves. So um, I, I just want, I, I like to learn about different people and different cultures. So when I w- when I talk to you, I'm not only uh, asking you a question or talking to you. I want to learn about you and I want to make you feel like uh, we've been friends for for years. You know, so um, that's one of the goals is to have my own uh, network television talk show, and that's why I started the podcast. I've gotten better. I've grown um, so much. I learned how to communicate better than I have before. I le- I learned my rough spots where I'm making mistakes. So I just uh, it's it's been a professional goal. And a journey that I've been on, and you know I'm a motivational speaker too, so that helps along the way. And it's 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 definitely a thing. So that's where we're headed, and and, and God willing, we'll, we'll get there.
0: Hopefully, and I really think you have all the tools to yes. be very successful. You know, I started this podcast almost three years ago, and my first interview was a total mess, but. Podcasting is a great way for learning and deciding, really, if you you were born for that.
1: I'm born for it. And you know, Lucia, I listen to your podcast and I listen to a lot of the episodes and you're so talented and you bring out uh, the best in guests and you are so relatable. And it's funny that the podcast is, is, is named that because... You are very relatable, and I listened to the one where the lady was talking about the company that she had with her husband, and they deal with diversity and equality and inclusion. Um, And I've listened to many episodes, and you're so talented, and Mm -hmm. I admire what you do.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Your words mean a lot to me, Duke, and I feel like very blessed to have you here today, really.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. well, I'm grateful, I'm so grateful for this opportunity and I, I wouldn't miss it for the world. And um, it's very important for me to have you understand that this is, is a highlight for me. And I've been wanting to do this for a while. We have um, a mutual friend and, uh, and Miss uh, Miller Davis and uh, Tamara, and, and she's yeah. so awesome. And uh, she's a good person, she's a good friend. And um, I'm just so honored to be a part of your show.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And Duke, can you share more about your upcoming projects, such as the children's book and your yeah. memoir, Fear Led Me to Faith?
1: Yes. Um, Fear Led Me to Faith is a, is a project that we have that we're going to put out um, soon. We have another project before that. Our children's book we're going to put out in the middle of next year. Uh, so that's going to be in the middle of next year. But... Um, Fear Let me to faith will be out right around Christmas time or a little bit after because we have a project that we're working with with genius words. And so we're going to take our time to move forward to putting out the projects because uh, my book is being translated in Hindi and um, uh, the 100 lessons for successful interracial relationships will be available um, all over the world. Uh, to all the the people who speak Hindi. Uh, So that will be right before Christmas, that will be coming out. And then we're going to try to figure out the target date uh, for Fear, Let Me to Faith. But we're so honored to have our book translated in in that language. Uh, We have a a nice following in India. Uh, I just did a podcast with another gentleman uh, uh, from India. Uh, So we have a nice following there. And then we're going to move on uh, to a couple of different translations in different languages and in and, and Spanish and French and German. And then we're going to figure out the target date for Fear Led Me to Faith. And, and Fear Led Me to Faith is my, is my personal journey of where I started and how I get to this point. Um, it's very personal, so I'm taking my time with it. It's done. We have it professionally edited. And we got to finish a, a small little piece of the editing but it's it's very personal so um i'm also working on a novel i'm working on a play and um the novel is is something that i'm I'm trying to get to go from a novel to a play to a screenplay so we're working on on those things and we got a lot of things going on 2024 is going to be a special year for me and for the people that are around me um that support me and that work with me to help get things done. It's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of a year. So we're gonna take a small little breath and try to breathe before we get all into it. But 2024 is gonna be a special year.
0: It will be and you know you motivated me now because I have two books that yeah. I need to publish. I need to finish writing these two books, but I sometimes I said no, I have so many things to do. So now I have plans for twenty twenty four as well.
1: Yeah, and as and soon as you get that done, let me know. I will definitely buy my copy. So I, I will support you in every single way because you're super talented.
0: Yo, thank you. And yeah. Duke, would you like to leave a message for our listeners today?
1: Yes, well, you can find me, uh, Duke La, at, on Instagram at the Duke La. You can find me on Facebook at Duke La, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, you can find me under Duke Lot. Everywhere, um, I have a website, uh, dukelot.com, and uh, it's the And And um, I just want the listeners to know that when you tap into the meditation process, you can you can accomplish so many things. I'm a person that believes in meditation. I believe in prayer, the power of prayer. Um, I believe in a higher power. And when you tap into that, and when you tap into learning about yourself, there's no limits to what you can accomplish. So stay positive, believe in yourself, believe in human beings, believe in others, and just keep working hard. And and good luck comes to those who work hard. Wonderful,
0: wonderful. (laughs) Wow, I love it. And you know, I have a surprise for you, Duke, you are going to be featured in our January issue of the Relatable Voice magazine. So our listeners will be able to see your book cover, have information there, and also an article written by you.
1: Yes, I love that. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for that opportunity. That is a wonderful surprise. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I didn't know that was coming. So you whoa, whoa, okay, that's, yeah, wow. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so honored. I'm so privileged to be a part of this. And uh, this has been great. I I, I love your show. And um, that just like really made me blush. So like, I'm like, like really like, Kind of turning a different color over here, so <laughs> I'm so happy about that. And you know, we work hard, and we've been working hard at writing. We've been training with a couple great writers um, that has you know taken me under their wings as a as as my mentor, my coach. Uh, so we've been working hard at it, and the hard work is starting to pay off. And it's a journey, you know. It's a it's a thing where you have to be patient, you know, just like with love. With, with the things you do, you just have to be patient and not try to do it all in one day. And I've learned that the hard way, because if you don't, you'll burn out. And But we work hard, and um, we thank you for being here. We thank you for that opportunity, and I'm looking forward to writing that article to um, let everyone know some things. So, yeah.
0: Thank you so, so much. And I'll be back to Michigan when you publish your new book.
1: Okay. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for the opportunity.